When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. You know, I uh, I like Eric Spolster as much as the next guy, but sometimes when people talk about him, it's like they're talking about Yoda. Like he like comes <laughs> and has a level of intelligence that no one else could figure out. Let's not give Yoda a chance to come up with a plan. You know, maybe slow down just a little he's bit. He's using the ba- force to make people miss shots. That's what he's it doing. It is now. basketball game, not brain surgery. I think it'll be all right. <laughs> but it's Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Matt Jones. We are filling in today, presented by Progressive Insurance. And we are your home on ESPN Radio for the NBA Finals. You can tune into Game 3 tonight, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 730 Eastern right here on most of these ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Gabe is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, trying to remind the folks at ESPN Radio there's a lot of stuff going on in a part of the country that is not one of the cities on each coast. Gabe, glad to be with you today. Yeah, excited to do. I mean, we got a lot of stuff to dive into today, and I never thought that I would be sitting here when I agreed to do this show that the PGA Tour and Live Golf would be the hottest story in sports. Well, I think it is the most important story. I mean, the NBA Finals are tonight. We'll get into it a lot. We're going to talk a little baseball as well. But, I mean, the biggest story is the Live Tour and the PGA Tour combining, or at least a version combining. The PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, which is what most of you know as the European Tour, and the the fund, the Saudi investment fund that funded the Live Tour have all agreed to come together under one umbrella. If you're a sports fan, you know that. But today, Gabe, I think we got a better sense of what this will look like. And at least in theory, and and we're going to talk about this, I think there's a long way to go in terms of all this. But in theory, there's going to be one tour or one set of tours, but the and it's becoming for profit and the sole investor will be the Saudi investment fund. So, it all depends on how you look at it. The PGA Tour people say, "Hey, we're still controlling everything, which might be technically true, but when the money's all coming from one source, eh, then you're not really controlling everything. Because if, yeah. if they have the money, Gabe, I think it's fair to say if I'm paying for everything, I'm probably the one having a big impact on what's ha- what happens. Yeah, just think about it as, you know, whatever, whoever your favorite sports team is, the owner's the actual one in control. Yes, the general manager may be making some major decisions from time to time, but if the general manager does something that upsets the money, guess what happens? The money goes elsewhere, the general manager's gone, something of that nature. The money always controls everything when it comes down to it. Yeah, I mean, I watched Succession. Logan Roy made the decisions. (laughs) Frank did not get to make the decisions, no matter what his name was, on his nameplate. Now, there's a lot of different ways to go. And Rory McIlroy talked today. I think he's an important figure in this. But at its core is Jay Monahan, and he's the PGA Tour commissioner. And he did for now. for, yeah, I don't think it'll be for very long. And he is, I think it's fair to say, a terrible spokesman for whatever it is he's trying to advocate. <laughs> because every time he talks, he sounds less and less like a person of any credibility. 
And he had this to say about something that I think people have argued, which is, hey, dude, you're a hypocrite. After criticizing the Live Tour and criticizing the Saudis for a long time, you have now taken their money, and here's what he said to that. I recognize everything that, you know, that I've, that I've said in the past and in my prior positions. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite, and any time I've said anything, I said it with the information I had at that moment. And I said, I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA Tour and our players. Um, and so I accept those criticisms. But circumstances do change. And I think that, you know, in looking at the big picture and looking, looking, at, looking at it this way, that's, that's, what, that's what got us to this point. Of all the comments I've heard during this whole thing, Gabe, I think this is the one that frustrated me the most. Because I'm going to give a little – quick rant and then you feel free to to tell me I'm wrong (laughs) the moment this started we all knew this was about money right the the guys that were going to go to the live tour wanted boatloads of money and depending on who you believe they may have gotten from five million to fifty million dollars depending on who it was and we knew that most of them would try to sort of couch it in this thing that was false, which was this idea of I'm bettering the game or whatever. Growing None of that game. was growing the game. Yeah, I'm going to grow the game by playing on YouTube in front of 30 people in, in shorts. That wasn't growing the game. It was for money, which a couple of them, to their credit, actually admitted it's about money. But most of them tried to couch it in something else. And Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour commissioner tried to couch his resistance – in something more than money. He said, and I have to tell you on the surface, this sounded really good. We are about the tradition of the game and we are not selling our soul to them for money from Saudi Arabia, which had had some connection to 9-11, depending on how much you want to do it, and who has been acknowledged to have had some role in murdering a journalist that was an American. And Monaghan went so far as to not only being against the Live Tour, but to playing the sympathies and the morality of it. At one point famously saying, I ask PGA Tour players never have to apologize for where they play. That was his quote. For that man to now say, I'm taking the money, and to then have the audacity game, to say, I went on the information that I knew then. Hey, I got a question for you, Jay. Did you find out something about 9-11 that I didn't know before? (laughs) Did you get inside information about the murder of the Washington Post journalist that somehow we didn't know six months ago? Maybe you ought to come forward to the government with that. That's nonsense. You have the same information you had then. The check just got bigger and to you. And I think part of the reason, Gabe, I'm so frustrated by this story is at least, and I don't even like Bryson DeChambeau and those guys, but at least they just acknowledged they were taking money. He tried to act like a moralist, and he now is just as much a sellout as the rest of them. Oh, he's probably a bigger sellout than, than, than some of them because he did sit there, and it was a year ago, Matt. It was at the same event that they have going oh, on the PGA right? Tour I this week. It was, it, was at the, it was at the Canadian Open going on this week. He sat there on Sunday on the television broadcast and laid out all of those things about, oh, you don't have to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour, and we have sympathies for these 9-11 families. He's the one who opened the 9-11 families' door. Like He's yes. the one who decided to use that as part of his 
hey, this is why you stay, and this is why you stick up for the PGA Tour, and it's how he got Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy and just really revved them up and then pretty much used them as a shield so he didn't have to answer that many questions from the media during the past calendar year when this Live versus PGA Tour thing has been going on. So he opened the door. And if I'm one of those family members that has the their, their 9-11 coalition that is trying to push through lawsuits, man, I feel real, I, I feel like a sucker today because he used us. He used us as, you know, if you're a member of that to somehow gallivant, to push that forward and get more money out of out of the Saudi government. Like it, it is it, it just looks so seedy and so bad. And he doesn't care because he's getting the money. So much like when, you know, any other sports commissioner goes, Okay, I guess I gotta go out there and eat it for the owners of whatever league, he's going out there going, Yeah, I'll go eat it because the amount of money that's going to be coming in is going to ease whatever pain of me going out there saying, Yeah, go ahead, call me a hypocrite. I understand it. Uh, the old There are two parallel tracks of thoughts I have on this. One I'll get to in a second, which is very similar to what Rory said today, which is there's a sadness to me in this because of the inevitability, the sort of realization that we're all just going to sell out for money, and when the money's big enough, everybody sells out. But that's step two. But I think you hit a step one. The audacity of him to have brought the political part of it into this. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, I didn't mind him doing it at the time because I do think a reason not to take money from the Saudi investment fund is 9-11, is the murder of the Washington Post journalists, is morality. So for people who didn't do it for morality, there's a wrestler, Sami Zayn, who will not wrestle when the WWE goes to Saudi Arabia because of morality. For you to do that, I have respect for that. But clearly, Gabe, he had he didn't believe any of that. He no. was using morality just as an argument for economics. He did not like the Live Tour being his competitor, and he said, Oh, you know what we can latch on to? I can latch on to nine eleven. And the audacity and the nastiness of that and the vulgarity of that to me is infuriating. You know, Brooks Kepka, who Seems like most of the time an airhead. He's like, look, I play golf. They're going to pay me a lot of money. I'm going to go play golf, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Bryson DeChambeau, he was on CNN last night oh listening to him goodness, talk about was, world oof. affairs. I mean, you might as well it's have him talk lesson. about nuclear physics. He was an idiot. <laughs> but at least with those guys, they're not trying to make an argument to appeal to people's sympathies. Jay Monahan did, and he didn't mean a word of it. And if I was a group, and I'm not, of the 9-11 families or anyone with ties to Saudi Arabian stuff, I would be upset at the players and at the live tour, you know, entity, but I would be infuriated at Jay Monahan, who brought me you. into this because yep. he used me. You're exactly right. He used you. And if I'm, if I'm a member of the PJ tour, if I'm I mean, Rory, Rory McIlroy, when he stepped up today, did kind of have that sense of defeatist attitude. Yeah, where he's he just like, all right, I guess this is what it is, and everything that I mean, he was made to almost 
he's not quite the hypocrite that Jay Monahan is because he didn't have a say in this decision. For Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, to go out there and make this decision unilaterally without consulting with the people that he decided to put out there as his shield over the last year is unfathomable to me. I, I just can't understand how you don't even consult anyone. You just decide to make this deal, to make more money, and oh, by the way, also insert yourself as the CEO of whatever this entity is going to be with the Saudi Investment Fund, with the PGA Tour, and the European Tour. Roy McIlroy was asked, and, and, and I want to get to Roy, because I think he is, a, he is the face of a sacrificial lamb in this, and he acknowledged that today. But here was his reaction, he said, to the word of the merger. It was a surprise. I knew there had been discussions going on um, in the background. I knew that lines of communication had been opened up. Uh, I obviously didn't expect it to happen as, as quickly as it did. But I really think that, you know, from what I gathered, the tour felt they were in a real position of strength. He said he felt like a sacrificial lamb. This is we're going to have on at six o'clock, and I hope folks will tune in. Brandel Shambly, who's a who's a announcer for the Golf Channel, and he, Brandel Shambly, and Roy McIlroy were probably the two faces that the PGA Tour put out there the most to say, "Look, we're kind of not only standing up for the PGA Tour business model, we're standing up for what's right." Right? It's not because mm-hmm. they weren't just saying that this is the better business. It's like we're standing up for what's right. And they just cut their legs out from under them. Those guys, what do they say now? How does, I mean, Rory basically, he was defeatist. You're right. He kind of said, I've just accepted, I guess this is how it is. And Brandel Shambly, who we'll talk to at six, he's now going to have to decide. Is he going to be able to go on television and talk about this tour that he said was evil, that the PGA Tour probably encouraged him to say that, and now he has to go work for it? I don't know how they look those people in the face. And I guess, Gabe, what makes me sad is here's what will happen. The Live Tour, the Saudi money, they will probably, this is just my guess, they will pay off those players who didn't go to the Live Tour. They will find a way to make them financially whole. They'll find a way probably to give them the money that they gave Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, and everybody will just collectively hold their nose and agree to sell out. That's how this is going to end, Gabe. I think you would agree with that. And I felt like Rory in his comments realized that and seemed kind of sad, and so do I, because I think almost the result was inevitable. With Rory, it's a couple of things. It's He has spent so much time and effort to be the spokesperson for the PGA Tour. I think it's hard to say that it – has not affected his play. Because I think it has. Course, he's had yeah. to he's had to have extra effort go into having extra press conferences, continuously dealing as the PGA Tour face in the for lack of a better term, we'll, we'll call it a battle against live golf in, in, in the battle for golf supremacy. He was the face. He was the face for the PGA Tour because Jay Monahan didn't want to go out there and be that guy. So it ended up being Rory McIlroy. So Rory for the last year, and, and he still won, and, and he's also struggled in some majors, which is what ultimately the golfers are going to be judged on in terms of their career legacy. He's probably sacrificed some opportunities there because he had to use so much effort. And now to learn a year later that effort was really for nothing, that effort was so the PGA Tour could just accept the money that you were fighting the entire time, 
and now you know there's nowhere else to go. Like there, yes, I guess no, the effort and, he gave all this effort to be the same sellout that the rest of them are, and he but has not no, even have a say in it, and not even have a say in it. And that's what I think is so amazing about all this. What makes me sad about it. The PGA Tour turned this into a morality play. You know, when the NFL and the USFL fought in the 80s, or the NBA and the ABA, it wasn't morals, Gabe. It was business. Yep. The PGA Tour turned this into morals by playing up the Saudi part of it. And I'm not even saying that was an incorrect thing to do. I think there are major moral issues with having the Saudis involved in, in American sports and worldwide sports. Be that as it may, it was the PGA Tour that made that a thing. And now, think of all the entities who are going to have to essentially admit to being sellouts. Roy McIlroy will. Tiger Woods will. Every announcer that calls a golf tournament, including people a lot of us really respect, every one of them is going to have to acknowledge that they are a sellout. The networks that show the tournaments, after refusing to do business with Liv, now they have to do business with the exact same entity that they refuse to talk to. Everyone is going to have to not only take, but basically take willingly money that they a year ago either explicitly or implicitly called evil, and they're all going to do it, and they're all going to like it, and essentially the PGA Tour caused all of them to be hypocrites. And I think it is a very sad day in sports because of that. Yeah, and because they have no other, like Rory McIlroy has no other option but to take the money, unless he doesn't want to play golf anymore, unless the one thing that he knows how to do, if he decides you know, not to do it they're all going to take it. CBS and NBC, they're going to still show all these tournaments. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? After refusing yep. to even talk to live, allegedly for morality, they're going to still take their money. All yeah. of them are. Yeah, 100%. every single one of them is going to do it. There's not going to be if you are just a general golf fan, like at this time next year when when all of this is all ironed out and everybody's back together, you're probably not going to notice much of a difference in the television product that you're watching if you happen to watch the Canadian Open at this time next year. You're not going to notice much. No, but and, the money is coming from a place that you all just a year ago told us was evil. Yep, it's absolutely embarrassing. 888-SAY-ESPN, if you have a take on that, feel free. This is going to be what I would call a tough transition, but Gabe is going to tell you about Indeed. (laughs) Gabe, tell me about Indeed. (laughs) If the June tune requires you to hire soon, then Indeed would be a boon. Their powerful hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates. What did you just say? If the June If the June tune requires you to hire soon, then indeed (laughs) would be a boon. (laughs) What it says. The June tune Yep. Has a swoon. Soon. It's a boon. You have to hire soon. You have to hire soon. Yes, then and it's then going to be a boom. A boom. Okay, gotcha, yes. gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the powerful hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. Then invite them to apply and get connected. No more jumping from site to software to cell phone. You can easily schedule and conduct virtual interviews all on the Indeed website. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. Bryson DeChambeau and Brendan Steele, two of the live golfers, they are both absolutely ecstatic about the prospect of potentially coming back and getting an opportunity to play some events on the PGA Tour. I've talked to about a dozen PGA Tour players. Not one of them was happy with this deal. Just a lot of upset individuals. And Jay, he's going to have his work cut out rebuilding trust among his membership. It is Candy Carlin here on ESPN Radio. 888-SAY-ESPN. Folks are uh, chiming in, calling in to talk about the PGA Live thing, and I want to get to a couple of calls here, all from uh, my neck of the woods. Uh, Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee. We'll see what the rest of the country thinks. But before we get to that, something at the end there uh, that, that one of the folks said in that intro is this still has to be approved by the PGA board, which includes a couple of players. I think Rory's on it as well. Um, And there are people very upset. I sort of am cynical enough to believe it's going to end up being approved because they're going to find a way to pay off everybody that is upset about it. But there is a part of this, though, to still watch, which is the U.S. Justice Department, which I do think – there was an antitrust lawsuit that got settled as part of this, and the government can bring its own antitrust lawsuit. And since part of this settlement was to acknowledge they were getting rid of that lawsuit, I still think people have to watch the government stopping this, which is still a plausibility in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm no legal scholar, not a lawyer by any stretch of the imagination, Matt, but I'm pretty sure if you're accusing someone of being a monopoly, 
then drop your lawsuit and start and then join up with them and be like, no, that's not a monopoly. What are you talking about? I don't understand. That seems like something the government may look into, especially after, you know, I mean, there was there were people who are in Congress who are tweeting out yesterday. Oh, the PGA Tour was just in my office a couple of months ago saying how bad live golf was and all the atrocities that we're doing. So when you've ticked off some people in government along your way, yeah, they may look into your deal and may try to squash it. Yeah, I mean, and look, people don't like to talk about politics on sports radio, and I'm not going to, I won't get into it. But I will say, a Biden Democrat Justice Department is a lot more likely to look into it than a Trump Justice Department, where some of the live events are at his golf courses, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a fact. Yep. So I think that that's something they have to think about here. There's at least another year and a half where you're going to be dealing with a Biden Justice Department, and I do think they will be much more likely to look into this than if Trump were the president. And I just think that's something that these parties have to, I'm sure they do understand it, but I think they have to understand it because I also think it is reality. 888-SAY-ESPN. Jason is in Kentucky. First of all, you know, Gabe, I like Kentucky, so that's part of why I went to Jason first. Jason, what do you think about all this? Yeah, it's completely biased why you went to me first, but thank you. Um, You're welcome. No, I I think that Rory was as honest and the hurt I heard in his voice when he said, if I take myself out of the equation. He did. That tells you all you need to know about how the PGA Tour players should think about this. But the second part of this prong is, how does a person that knew the notes to hit to connect to the certain groups of people that they knew would rally against the funding group for that live tour. How does that same person make this about face? And we think that person could be the steward of this ship. Yeah, they can't. They can't. You're exactly right, Jason. They can't. I mean, and I appreciate the call. The hypocrisy is so huge. And maybe he gets so much money, Gabe, it doesn't matter. But Jay Monahan cannot lead the PGA Tour ever again. He just can't. You. and, and, And what's interesting is, it almost seems to me like he might have a modicum of a soul because he doesn't even know how to defend it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I mean it. Like, there are some people who can get up and you yep. can figure out who I'm talking about and say whatever and it doesn't seem to bother them. He stammers along. It's like he knows he can't defend what he did, but he's doing it anyway. He's, he's trying anyway. I mean, he appeared on Golf Channel today, and you know we're about 24 hours removed from him making the big announcement yesterday that this thing was happening and was asked that question about hypocrisy. He stumbled through it again. Like You know the question's coming. You know you're going to be constantly asked about it, and you would think at this point being an executive at really any level, if you're an executive, you understand what questions are coming. You think you would have some sort of answer. He still but what's has he going to no say? Answer. What can he say? How can—I mean— Yesterday, when he he got up and said the information I had at the time, like he all of of a sudden has discovered new 9-11 info. He, I mean, there's not, and I think maybe overnight, he looked in the mirror and was like, there's nothing I can say. So I'm just going to be like, I'm terrible. Because I don't, that's essentially what his comments today were. Well, yeah. We took the money. <laughs> you took the money. I put my. I put. You know, they put us in a position where we decided to up all this money for all these events. We got to find the money somewhere, and this is where I found the money. And maybe Gabe, I'm giving Rory too much credit because I don't know him. I mean, I, he's always seemed like a good guy to me. I don't know, 
But maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but there was a part of me that almost said, felt like Rory was essentially acknowledging, I'm going to have to take it too, and I don't want to, but I'm just as big a hypocrite. And I do want to note this. I'll acknowledge that me, Matt Jones, I'm going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to watch these golf tournaments. Yep. I mean, I am. I'm going to watch them even if I know this entity that has all these human rights violations, that has done all kinds of things that had a negative impact to the world. I'm going to watch them. And I'm going to go get in my car, and I'm going to drive around with with Saudi gas and that I didn't have to pay $20 a gallon for because I like to drive around. I mean, on some level, Gabe, what has made this so sad to me is that we're all hypocrites about this stuff, if we're honest. If Yeah, if you're honest. If you want to be as inflective, I think, as Rory was today during his press conference, which I think was fantastic, and he just... He has seeming. I'm, I'm with you. Seemingly, he has been the good guy. Seemingly, he is always honest. Like he he never holds back and doesn't say, "Oh, I'm not going to answer that." He he has given seemingly everything that he can to answer every question that's been thrown his way over the last year. And the same was today. He was just kind of more defeatist about it because he knows that he's going to have to become the thing that he hated the most over yeah. the last year. And, okay, well, I guess I'm a part of this now, so here we go. And I know, like, okay, so when I get out, when this show's over, if I go drive to dinner, I know that it would probably be better for the environment, Gabe, if I bought an electric car, right? That would probably be better for the – but electric cars are no fun, and they make weird sounds, and the get-up isn't as quick, and it's hard to plug in. And so I'm going to get a gas car, and I know – that it's worse for the environment. I know it leads to funding regimes that are bad for the world, but I do it anyway. And I feel like the PGA Tour has just basically been like, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, they're, they're going to get bad publicity, but they're what they're hoping is the same thing that Liv was hoping. That, okay, we'll take a couple of weeks of bad press, we'll take a and month we'll of bad press, and then everybody's going right. to well, We will move on, because we yep. always move on, because that's just the way... The world works. 888-SAY-ESPN, if you have thoughts that are different, let us know. We do want to talk about the Nuggets and the Heat, and I hear the air isn't very good in New York City. It's all Canada's fault. That's all next right here on Candy and Garland. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Canty and Carlin, the podcast, the NBA playoffs. It's the rolling out of set a tremendous screen and then rolled to the bucket and a chance for three. You know, this is the finals. We got it out one uh, on that home court, so time to go back to the 305. Continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs on Canty and Carlin. Nuggets in the heat, tied 1-1, heading to game three. It is, I don't know if it's a must win for either team, but if you look through history, game three winners are usually big favorites in winning the whole series. Uh, I'm excited about the game tonight. I was kind of surprised, Gabe, that – by the way, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. 
I just want to make sure everybody knew that. I mean, I'm sure you did, but in case you didn't. I was a little surprised to see that the ratings for Game 2 were essentially the same as the Warriors-Celtics a few years back because I've sort of felt like America didn't care about this series a ton, but apparently they do. I'm excited for the game tonight. Are you into this uh, NBA Finals, or are you like the kind of group of people who are sort of bored by the Nuggets and don't think they're fun to watch? No, I'm not bored by the Nuggets at all. I'm... I enjoy watching the Nuggets play. I think Jamal Murray is. I'm fascinated by Jokic because, again, he's not the most athletic guy out there. For years, the, you know, how many years have we, okay, the NBA's evolving past, you know, big centers and the guy is just so skilled and he knows exactly what he's doing, how to get the right angles. It's, it's, to me, that's fun to watch. I'm more fascinated by the Heat because I still can't figure out how this team is good. Me too. I can't. I can't figure it out. I don't think Vegas can figure it out either. They constantly come in as underdogs in every single game they play, and yet here they are tied at one game apiece in the NBA Finals. It's interesting, you know. I'm accused sometimes of ESPN of always trying to tie things back to Kentucky, but the second best player on both teams are Kentucky guys, right? Jamal Murray and Bam mm-hmm. Adebayo. When they were at Kentucky. I would have predicted Jamal Murray could be the second best player on a title team because I thought he should have gone first or second in that draft because he was amazing when he was here. And the team wasn't great, so people didn't pay attention to him as much. But I saw stardom in Jamal Murray. Bam Adebayo was the third best player on his Kentucky team. Right? Like, De'Aaron Fox and and Malik Monk were better than Bam in college. And so if you had told me that you could create a roster that won an NBA title and Bam Adebayo could be the second best player on that roster, I would have thought that was insane. Similarly, go back four or five years ago and try to convince somebody Jimmy Butler can be the best player on a team that wins a title. Or that, what, Max Heck, at the beginning Struce? of the playoffs. At the beginning of the playoffs, I was well, sitting yeah. here in Milwaukee saying, uh, you don't have to worry about the Heat. Jimmy can't be the best player on a championship roster. The Bucks will just walk all over him. And here Jimmy is just continuously willing his team to victory after victory. And even, and, um, okay, so as crazy as the Bam and the Jimmy Butler part, who's the third best player on that team? I mean, is it Gabe Vincent? Caleb Martin? I mean, I was a host of this show not that long ago. Matter of fact, last year, talking to uh, to Amber Wilson, oh, and I was talking about Gabe sound. Vincent. And okay, do you have it here? I know they want to play this, but this is when someone she was suggesting to me that Gabe Vincent Gabe could help Vincent? Me. Do it one more time, Gabe Vincent. <laughs> that was my reaction to Gabe Vincent, and now he legitimately, uh, given the night, can be the third best player. I just, I'm with you. This Heat roster, I just don't know how they're here, and I think that makes it unbelievably impressive. Well, and legitimately, their third best player has been injured for the majority of this playoff run, who happens to be yet another Tyler, Kentucky guy, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Yeah. And we're waiting to see. And, and the series could swing on him returning. It does. He's not going to be returning for Game 3 tonight. He was ruled out earlier this week. But he might be back for Game 4. And if he's back in there and he can find and get hot for a game or two, that can certainly swing the things, this series, in, in the favor of the Miami Heat. So you just you look at that and you say, well, there's no way that roster can win it. Then you go back, though, to the Denver side for a second. I also am not sure I would have thought Michael Porter Jr. was a good enough player to be the third best player on a title winner. 
I wonder what I wonder about watching these two teams in the finals is if the NBA, as you and I knew it for the last at least since Bird and, and Magic, that you basically won a title by having a superstar, maybe two, maybe three, and they had to be transcendent to win a title. And you could look at the last 30 years and say, honestly, except for that Detroit Pistons team that won with uh, Rip Hamilton, Billups, Wallace, the Wallace brothers, and, mm-hmm. and Tayshawn, there really wasn't a team that fit the mold. Jokic is a transcendent superstar. Yep. But it still, to me, doesn't feel like – like it feels like a different kind of team is succeeding now in the NBA. I think that's good for the product, but it is surprising and a little bit different than what we've seen for so much of our lifetime. Well, if the the Heat end up winning this, I wonder if that's good for the product. Not because the Heat as a team. I'm just saying because they have that number eight next to them that is constantly shown on every telecast. That they're the eight seed coming out of the – and so many people – Already so you think, think it that devalues NBA, the regular season? That has already been the argument in the NBA, has it not? Yeah. With load management, it's it's an issue that they've had, and to me, this only adds to that issue. If the number, but it's eight been like seed, that in hockey for a long time. I mean, eight seeds have won the title in hockey before, and I think I don't think people feel like they just you know the hockey regular season shouldn't even be played. I mean, don't you think it still has some relevance, right? How many How many people in hockey, how many stars in hockey are taking load management games? Well, I, I don't follow it enough to know <laughs> I mean, I, how many games Connor McDavid plays. But I, but I, because, I mean, six seeds have won in the NFL, and you know, lower seeds have certainly won in baseball as well. But I think the difference in the NBA is you add a lower seed that was, by the way, three minutes from being eliminated in your play-in tournament, add it to the load management issue, and it just starts to grow. No, I mean, I think that's a fair point. Well, Amber Wilson, the host of Joe and Amber, will join the show at 7. Game 3 is on ESPN Radio tonight. Coverage starts at 7.30. I'm sure Amber's going to give me a hard time about the Gabe Vincent thing. But I still would say, Gabe Vincent! How in the world? Gabe Vincent! Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.